The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Brian Mesrowski. We'll begin in Washington. It will uh, start the month of March with the government still going along. The Senate passing a bill to avert a government shutdown by a 77 to 13 margin. It set deadlines to fund one part of the government by March 8th, the other by March 22nd. Chuck Schumer on what happened last night. The vote tonight is a strong indication that we can work in a bipartisan way to get those bills passed. And we hope to finish funding all of the government by March 22nd. That is the commitment the Speaker made with us yesterday, and we're counting on him to follow through. We'll be getting more insight as we go live to Washington throughout the morning. Well, a new form of bus transportation coming to Buffalo along Bailey Avenue. Here's Max Ferry. The Niagara Frontier Transportation Authority and Senator Tim Kennedy announced Thursday that the NFTA Board of Directors just approved a $3.2 million contract to advance their Bailey Avenue Bus Rapid Transit Project a project that seeks to improve safety for all who utilize the street and implement high-capacity bus services. Bus rapid transit has features that include dedicated bus lanes, transit signal priority, intersections designed to expedite transit, and put in place stations that are friendly for those that are using the system. New York State Senator Tim Kennedy, who secured $3 million in state funding for the project, which will be used to support preliminary design, community engagement of the project, as well as the environmental reviews, which are estimated to complete in 2026. The project focuses on a 7.5-mile section of Bailey Avenue from Main Street to South Park. It would also significantly reduce travel times, not just for transit riders, but for all vehicles in this area. NFTA Executive Director Kim Minkle. This project is the first bus rapid transit project of its kind in western New York. Minkle said this project could pave the way for more implementation of the service to other high bus transit rider regions in the western New York area. Hear more at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that with James Morrell from the NFTA Coming up later on this morning, what exactly the new bus lane means. 5.05 now on WBEN. It's been one year since the blaze that took the life of Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno. And the city of Buffalo is gathering today to honor Arno. Flags flying at half-staff until tomorrow morning. And later this morning, a procession will run from Engine 2 to the site of the Main Street Fire. A ceremony, including prayer, a moment of silence, will be held there at about 10 this morning. So a lot of remembrances for Jason Arno. We'll be talking with Buffalo Fire Commissioner Bill Ronaldo coming up later this morning in the 7 o'clock hour. President Biden, former President Trump, facing off on the southern border in Texas yesterday, both with different messages as they addressed a top issue for voters, the record levels of migrants crossing into the U.S. It's now more than double than during the Trump years. 
Perry Rossum reports from Washington. So instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together and get it done? Biden urging Congress to reconsider a bipartisan border security bill killed by House Republicans last month at Trump's urging. The bill would have boosted funding for more Border Patrol officers and immigration judges. Trump promising to begin mass deportations and build more border wall if he's elected. He focused on crime, singling out the case of Lake and Riley, the Georgia nursing student allegedly killed by an undocumented immigrant. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember. It's Perry Rossum with the report from Texas. We'll be going live to the border again at about 6 o'clock this morning. Well, back here in western New York, families applying to college have been sidetracked by delays in the federal aid program. WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us colleges in the area have had to react. The U.S. Education Department is rolling out the free application for federal student aid or FAFSA forms late this year. That means families of high school seniors don't have a clear picture of what aid will be like yet. But Megan Biardi of Damon says applications and commitments are healthy. Our enrollment numbers, um, and what that means is students that are depositing and um, saying, yes, I want to come to Damon in fall of 2024, um, those, are, those are actually standing pretty strong. So um, at this point in time, um, just looking at it, we're, we're just five back from last year. James Nowak at Canisius University says his school is making a shift. We're encouraging them to complete what we're calling pre-FAFSA financial aid assessments for the purpose of estimating what we think the Department of Ed will be uh, granting them in, in real aid dollars um, ultimately in, in March or April. NOAC says while students are ready to commit, others will wait on that decision and hear what these schools are doing to help online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Always one of those nervous times for parents, and then you throw this kind of loop in there too, can make it even more so. And, and it's not just parents of college-age kids that are really uh, having to go through the ringer now. Parents at St. Andrew's Country Day School in Tonawanda still looking for what to do after it was announced that their school would be shut down. WBEN's Zach Penkew tells us school leadership looking to help them explore their options. The Buffalo Diocese announced a few weeks ago they'll be closing St. Andrew's School and Parish on or before June 30th as a way to help out the parents of St. Andrew's who are forced to find a new school for their kids. Principal Pamela Gianantonio organized a school fair to help alleviate some of the stress. We spoke with Gianantonio before the fair yesterday and she says they still do not have a definitive date as to when they'll be closing their doors. As far as an official closure date, we were told June 30th, if not sooner, by the Diocese of Buffalo. They will not assure us any definite date. There was a statement that was put out by Dr. Yule that claimed for the school to make it to June 30th, it would be reliant on the parents keeping their children here, continuing to work bingo, but there is no assured date from the Diocese of Buffalo. It was stated as it was June 30th, if not sooner. John Antonio later explained there's a lack of communication with the diocese. As far as keeping us in the loop with what comes next and with the property, there is no keeping anyone in the loop with the Diocese of Buffalo. They surface information on an as-needed basis. At this time, there have been lots of questions of what happens with the church, what happens with the property, who's the buyer. There's a lot of feelings that the buyer is already in line, and they're just waiting on the approval from the bankruptcy and the settlement for them to be able to sign the papers and make that exchange. Zach Penkew, WBN.com News. All right, Zach. Uh, so it's a tough time there for parents looking at all their options, not just in the diocese. Sabres last night get a win in Tampa. Right now, Rasmus Dahlin, Middlestat. Greenway is in front, trying to take the eyes away. Middlestat sees that. Pass across, they score! 
Rasmus Dahlin goes to the far post and in overtime, the Buffalo Sabres win it in Tampa 3-2. to 3-2, to two, the win in Tampa. That's the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning who have the last playoff spot, if you're still paying attention to that kind of stuff. So Sabres split their road trip in Florida, return home tomorrow night to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. The big question for that game tomorrow night, will Jack Eichel play? He's returning from an injury, was back in practice the past couple of days, did not play last night in Boston. Could he make his return in Buffalo? I think a lot of people will be uh, eager to watch that. Joe, uh, I said I'd be booing either way because uh, he'll either be on the ice or at the press in the press box right next to me uh, where my seats are. So he's going to hear you regardless. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm uh, <clears throat> If I sound a little down today, I'm just saving my voice for tomorrow night. Understandable. Yeah. The exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for plenty of sunshine this afternoon, mild and pleasant with highs in the low 50s and lighter winds. Turning breezy tonight, clouds increasing and scattered rain showers developing after midnight. Not as cold, overnight lows close to 40 degrees. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a few showers early in the day. Highs will be close to 50 degrees. Warmer on Sunday with partly sunny skies, top temperatures in the low 60s. Near record high temperatures heading our way for Monday with sunshine and high soaring into the low to mid 70s. With the exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Mary Beth Robel. With us on the WBEN Trocare College live line is James Morrell. We're talking about bus transportation with the Director of Public Transportation at the NFTA. James, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yesterday an announcement was made regarding rapid transit a bus rapid transit line coming to bailey avenue in the city of buffalo and you know for a lot of us who are unfamiliar bus rapid transit what exactly are we talking about all right thanks so we're really excited uh, to bring bus rapid transit into the city of buffalo into the region it's the first one for uh, the city of buffalo and for nfta and basically what you have is a high quality bus-based transit system that delivers fast and efficient service along Bailey Avenue. Bailey Avenue is the longest stretch in the city of Buffalo, 7.5 miles. And this bus rapid transit will be branded, new brand for this. It would be high-efficiency stations. We'll be uh, not stopping at every stop. That's what makes it a lot faster. And it will take that that route from about a 45-minute trip to about a 25-minute trip. It will be efficient, it will be clean, and most of all, it will be zero emission. So 45 minutes to 25 minutes, that's a pretty big leap for one bus trip. Is this going to run in a dedicated lane, or, or how exactly does that happen? It can't be just skipping stops, right? No, no, no. So there's a couple of uh, new technology that will be applied. You'll have uh, transit signal priority, which means that as the bus approaches a traffic signal, um, there will be a transponder on the bus, one on the, um, um, the light, and then what will happen is it will allow the light to stay green longer to let the bus get through. In addition, it will also allow cars to get through, so it will be more efficient um, transit for both um, pedestrians vehicles and the bus along this route in addition there will be possibly queue jumping which would allow the bus to get on a dedicated lane for a very short period of time 
and then go around the traffic to get through the light. That will be at specific locations. But all these details will be worked out as we begin phase one of this study. Why Bailey Avenue and this route for the first time this will be in Buffalo and Western New York? Okay, so Bailey, um, we've been working with the city of Buffalo, GBNRTC, um, our planning organization here in the region. And this particular corridor is the highest bus route in our service area. It is congested. It is, in some places, um, not really safe. And what we want to do is work with the city, work with GBNRTC to make sure that this particular bus route is safe for everyone that travels it and more efficient by using a BRT. This all sounds pretty good. Um, is this happening in other areas? And, you know, if, if this is implemented on Bailey Avenue, I guess, well, first of all, I, I should ask you timeline uh, for when this might be up and running. You announced uh, some major funding yesterday, but when will this be up and going? Right. Uh, thanks to Senator Kennedy, uh, Governor Hochul, Crystal People Stokes provided over $3 million for us to start the phase one. And that phase one is an opportunity for us to begin to look at that particular corridor in terms of um, environmental screening, to look at data collection, to be able to do preliminary road design and an analysis of the fleet. In addition, what the city is going to do during this process is to look at streetscape um, opportunities, improvements in the uh, corridor for potential other investments. So what this does is not just provide um, a transit alternative. What it's going to do is going to increase the opportunity for development and streetscape opportunities along that corridor. There are BRTs across the country. Um, uh, Albany, uh, CDTA in Albany just opened up their purple line. They have three lines that are going very successful. And this is our first opportunity to bring BRT into the city of Buffalo. So it all sounds really good and, and like a great idea, especially along, you know, one route that people travel a lot to get to, you know, far one place to the other. It, it kind of brings along the question, we've just undergone this big public comment period with Metro Rail expansion, this big project idea that could happen uh, within this upcoming decade. Was this considered as one of the options instead of Metro Rail expansion to the North Campus and beyond uh, a bus rapid transit line? Absolutely. So part of our alternative analysis study that was done a couple of years ago, this was um, looked at then, and it's also being looked at during the environmental process that we're in right now. But these are totally two different corridors. Um, the Bailey Avenue corridor carries about 2,600 individuals, um, and it connects the South, uh, South Park all the way up to Main Street. This would not be, from our estimation, um, this is a better corridor for BRT and not the expansion area for Metro Rail. Providing Metro Rail, uh, BRT, uh, all the way up into Amherst would not be a great idea from our estimation. Is there like a certain reason why that 
you know, that long of a, a stretch wouldn't work quite as well as it works on Bailey? So um, BRT, what you have is um, a reduction on daily abdomen about 40%. That means that you're going to have high-efficient, um, regularly scheduled BRT vehicles coming down that, that, that road. To have that same level of service in the area from South Campus to North Campus, you would have a steady stream of vehicles that would interrupt traffic where transit signal priority would be just changing and it would have just a main green light all the way through into Amherst. It would disrupt all the side streets. And this is a better alternative for Bailey, but it's not a good alternative for uh, the expansion area. Interesting to kind of put that all together and looking forward to seeing what's next here. James Morrell with the NFTA joining us live. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.